hurry up and wait. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today, and I am joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Welcome, Pastor Renee. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad to be here together as we go through um, our Moses series together. This is going to be a great great few weeks mm-hmm. um yeah walking through the life of moses who's a quite a fascinating character isn't he yeah and well known but there's all these little pieces you know his story is like pieces of his story are more well known than others but. yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah everyone would know you know his beginning mm-hmm. um going down in the, in the basket, basket yeah, being raised yeah. by pharaoh and its daughter yeah um, and and parting the Red Sea oh, yeah. and everything in he's between. He's got a lot of good stuff. He's he got does. a lot of good material. <laughs> yeah, he does. A lot to draw from. Yeah. So um, this past week, you talked about in our own strength. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we often are like Moses. Even yeah. though I think we look at him, like we have the totality of the scripture. So mm-hmm. we see it. We see it and we look back mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, Moses, like... Yeah. <laughs> he was so silly. Like, yeah. he made all these bad decisions, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're just, in so many ways, we're just like him. But um, in the section we were in uh, on Sunday uh, from Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 to 15, uh, probably a familiar section of scripture again, mm-hmm. you know, where Moses, he's sort of an, uh, an adult, he's 40-ish, and he sees the oppression of his people and he he wants to do something about it which yeah it's great yes right yeah he saw an injustice and he wanted to write it yeah yeah and really right now in the world we see a lot of that yeah right we see a lot of people standing up saying you know this actually is not okay we need to do better here we need to figure this out we need to work towards reconciliation we need to work towards freeing people from oppression and those things are all awesome of course yeah so the story isn't about a downer about moses trying to do that it's just that Moses did it in his own timing, yeah. in his own wisdom, in his own strength, and forgot the God piece or mm-hmm. rushed ahead. I don't think he forgot the God piece. I wouldn't yeah. say that. He rushed ahead of God, yeah. and uh, and there were consequences. Yeah. Oh, to, absolutely. To his actions. So. Yeah. Well, you know what though? I mean, I kind of sympathize with him in that, like, if I saw someone being mistreated, mm-hmm. I wouldn't probably maybe be like okay god what are we gonna do about this let's figure it out i would want it to stop yeah and i think it was probably pretty overwhelming it wasn't just the one person that moses would have seen being um oppressed right he sees his all of his brothers and sisters his extended family hundreds of thousands of israelites Mm -hmm. being oppressed and so and and probably seeing all of that in totality from the palace Mm -hmm. Could have been quite overwhelming, could have been quite like, you know, and here's one thing that I can probably do something about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, neither, I, we wouldn't say that uh, killing someone is the option to freeing well, someone from oppression. <laughs> probably <And> not. <laughs> <laughs> so in that way, he didn't, he didn't wait for an opportunity for God to move. And we, we all know the story in a couple more chapters, or we, you can be aware of the story in a couple more chapters. Mm-hmm. We've got that ability to see that, but Moses didn't know that piece yet. Yeah. Um, but he just, he rushes ahead. And I, and I think like, I, I do that all the time. Like I yeah. see something happening, not necessarily in a justice, but I see something happening and I feel like I, I want to do something about that. And that 
to me is the Holy Spirit like saying, yes, like this is not okay. Yeah. Um, there should be something done about this. Yeah. But often the rush in to, f- to help, to fix, to be the savior of this situation mm-hmm. isn't always, it's humanly makes sense to us. Yeah. But in the big picture, for Moses at least, there was a big picture that God had mm-hmm. in store for the Israelites, how to save them, how he was going to redeem them, how he was going to bring them out of Egypt. Because it hurt God too. Yeah. It wasn't oh, yeah. like God was like, well, yeah, this is happening for the Israelites. No, it actually burdened God's heart. And so he was trying to make a way for them to be released from their oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moses, yeah, he just steps right in. And, you know, he knows he's doing something he shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like he just went flying in to, you know, grab and pull that person out. He, the, um, the passage in Exodus says, you know, looking this way and that, seeing no one, he kills the Egyptian and hides mm. him in the sand. Yeah. So there is some thought, you know, I, I, I consider it, he's rushing in to save them. And yet there's some, there's some forethought or yeah. right. Like, yeah, he made sure that he wasn't going to get caught and that Mm -hmm. no one else would see what he had done. Right. He was hoping to do it in secret. Right. And so that's when I say, okay, like I'm not patient often. (laughs) I I would love to be more patient. And there are times I guess it's easier than others, but sometimes God's timing is slow for me. Yeah. And I want to step in and help him as Mm -hmm. as if I could even understand the big picture. But humanly, when we see something going that we don't like or are uncomfortable with, we're, it's hard to be patient in those moments. And, yeah. I, and I don't mean like someone is in critical danger and you could run over and like pull them off. The, like a little yeah. kid has walked into the street and we think, now God, do you want me to help that kid not well. get hit by it? Okay, so that's not what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> this is a different kind of situation, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but Moses had a lot of tools. He was ready. He was equipped to do this saving on mm-hmm. some capacity. But when he went in on his own time, it was like about him. Yeah. It wasn't about God or God's call on his life to do it. Or mm-hmm. it wasn't about the Israelites seeing God in it. And even the Acts passage, like um, Moses even notices, like he thought that his own people would realize that God was trying to use him to rescue them. Yeah. And they don't. Why don't they? Because it, it wasn't the right way and it wasn't God's time. You know? Yeah. And so hindsight see all, <laughs> all sorts of things often hindsight is a bit a bit more 2020 isn't mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. yeah and it was I guess that's what I've been thinking a lot about is when I move ahead it's it's about me like this yeah. whole series in and of itself is called it's not about us yes and pastor Pat said last week like like we've been told a lie really in the world that it's all about us yeah and I should dream my own dreams and blaze my own trail. And it's follow me, your me. heart. Exactly. Yeah. It's all you about do you. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's not. No. It's we are a part of God's big grand plan that he has mm-hmm. for the world. And when we choose to be in relationship with him. Yeah. We choose. We are saying we choose to submit to his will and his way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we do that really good. And sometimes I don't not do that. So great. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And when I, I, you know, that really, what struck me was the selfishness of acting before God calls me, mm-hmm. pushing for something that isn't mine mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not God's time yet. Yeah. You know, 
and how that changes. And yes, God can redeem all uh, redeem all of our poor choices. Yeah. Moses didn't just get, oh, you killed someone, you're out. Like the story yeah. is no, no longer about you. He still saves the nation of Israel. Yeah. He does. He has a number of consequences. And one is actually that he doesn't even get to go into the promised land. Yeah. Oh. Years and years and years later. Yeah. He ends up in the wilderness for 40 years waiting for God. Mm-hmm. Um, so God can redeem those things. He can still, Moses is still an amazing leader. We still look at him and we, we are, you know, amazed at what he was able to do, but also there were consequences. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so what do we do if we feel like we're in a season of waiting for God or mm-hmm. waiting? What, mm-hmm. what can we do? Yeah. I know next week they're sitting on, what is it? What's it like to live in the wilderness, right? Ah, yes. What's it like to wait? I think, oh goodness, I don't, I don't say this because I'm great at waiting. I think it's partly a mindset of knowing if I can, if I can think about it this way, mm-hmm. what I want to do right now is what I want to do. It's fast. It seems like it's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. But waiting for the Lord takes it out of my idea, my hands. And then I recognize this is from the Lord. This is not from me. This is mm-hmm. not my idea. Um, there's a piece that the glorifying for the saving is going to God, not going to me and my really brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, um, Rich Villadas, did I say that right? Oh, you yes. You follow him? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a quote the other day that uh, stood out at me as we're talking about this. And he mm-hmm. said, what God does in us as we wait is often much more important than what we are waiting for, Ooh. which I thought was very a, a very interesting mm-hmm. thing to mm-hmm. to say that mm-hmm. sometimes wild. we don't have to do anything except learn a lesson, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and learn to wait on the Lord. Yeah, like the song we close our service with mm-hmm. um, this this week, "The Lord Our God." The bridge says, "We won't move without you." Yeah. We won't move without you. You're the light of all and all that we see. That's a submission to God. Yeah. That's submission to his plan. That's saying, this is not about me and I'm not going to run ahead. I'm not going to be the one saying, hey, look at me. I just saved Israel. Yeah. It is just so fully God. Mm -hmm. And so there's this huge surrendering, you know, some people don't like the word submit, but I think it is beautiful. Yeah. This submission that we, we, you know, confess to the Lord. Yeah, we want to run ahead, but we're going to try and wait. And the things that God wants us to learn all over the place, like when we're waiting, when you're sitting on a bench waiting, like just imagine yourself sitting on a bench waiting for a train. You're looking around, you're waiting, you're seeing things, right? Yeah. But if I'm running around trying to catch the train or make my own train or whatever else there isn't mm-hmm. that there's something about waiting that does provide you with the opportunity to have some quiet yes look around yeah you know what i have to wait in this long lineup to get my kids every day after school yes. i pick them up yeah and so you have to like line up in this so there's a bus line and then mm-hmm. a car line and so all the buses get loaded first and then we mm-hmm. have to wait and we have to pull up and then they mm-hmm. load the cars and uh but it's funny how i actually don't mind <laughs> <laughs> waiting there because yeah. I usually bring a book and a fizzy water mm-hmm. and I have like my, you know, Some 10 quiet minutes moments. of like, 
Ah, after I've usually been at work all day, which is a wonderful place to be, but you know. Sure, it's just... Also, it's nice to have that 10 minutes or so to... Ah, to wait. Before the kids come home. So it's funny how your perspective on waiting changes Mm -hmm. because I also know that it's going to be 10 minutes. Right. And that's no big deal. And I anticipate that short wait. Yeah. But um, I I know what you're saying in that if you don't know how long the wait is. (laughs) Yeah. And so since we do know Moses' whole story. Yeah. After he leaves, because he has to run away because Pharaoh wants to kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. He waits for 40 years. Now, he probably didn't know how long he was going to wait for. Mm -mm. Can you imagine? Like, if I knew right now I had to wait 40 years for something, I could count it down. I mean, I I wouldn't like that one bit, but at least in my head. Long paper chain, Renee. Long paper chain. (laughs) (laughs) Take a whole parking lot. But at least in my head, there's an end date. Like, there's an end, right? Yeah. Moses didn't have that end. In, that he knew was coming. We know it because we have the whole scripture and we can see this whole story, right? Yeah. But what I love is, and this is jumping ahead to the next couple of messages, but his waiting comes to a head with the most beautiful, powerful experience with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so the wait is like so rewarded with this amazing Holy Spirit, holy ground moment. And yeah. I think okay, I want to be patient enough to have that moment with the Holy Spirit. Like I, I want to hear God in that way. I want, yeah. I want to have that experience. Could that help us? Yeah, we don't know the end date, but we do know that at the time that we're finished waiting, God is going to speak and move. Is that enough motivation to be mm, yeah. a more patient waiter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. You know? Yeah. And yeah, just like that quote that you read, like the things that we learn in the waiting Mm -hmm. are so important. Yes. Mm Because we're not only waiting for God in the world, we're waiting for all sorts of things. Yeah. (laughs) Humanly with one another, or there's a variety of deadlines and other things happening. And so waiting is this, yeah, waiting just, it's it's not just, it's this selfless thing when we have to wait. Yeah. Right? And it's... So, so it's it's depending on other people. It's waiting for God to speak. It's it's not just me deciding, and it's about it's just not about us. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't. Yeah, um, and so I think Moses' story helps us. Yeah, helps us see that in a variety of ways. We just want to step in. I just want to step in all the time. Why do we do that? I think we think we can solve problems better than we can. <laughs> Right? When your kids are yeah. fighting, like when the girls would be fighting, I'd be like, I want to step in. Like I always step in and say something. Yeah. You know, and, and another parent one day said to me, I don't step in because they need to figure out how to solve their own problems. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, they probably oh. do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so if we step in too many times, they're missing out. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right? On the conflict resolution skill yeah. that they need to. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. solve everyone's problems. Mm-mm. Um, we can be part of the solution. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. There's a piece about that that takes the credit away from us too. Yep. Um, mm, Moses yeah. wasn't saving the children of Israel. No. God was saving the children of Israel. And using Moses as a tool to do right. that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when Moses does it, it's about him. But when God, in such a wildly powerful way, parts the water. I mean, just think about the plagues and the... Like, yep. 
that's just so God in such a powerful view, really in, in view. Yeah. His holiness, his, his glory being sort of shown in wild ways that, you know, people will remember. Mm-hmm. And so we could miss out on those things when we run ahead, right? Yeah. Or we have to wait longer. I'm not, I don't know. It's all about waiting. <laughs> There's lots that I'm still learning too, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But I love, I love the story about Moses because it, he's so just human like us. Yeah. Um, sometimes we raise up these characters in the Bible, like we hold them higher, we put them on yeah. a pedestal and, and uh, their, their humanity is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I really like this in this story particularly. I really like that Moses screwed up big time. Yeah. And I like what you said that God didn't just drop him or be no. like, oh, he's a murderer. He's a, you know, mm-hmm. well, let's move on to so and so. I bet. Let's find a perfect person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he could do a better job of, yeah. for yeah. some reason, God knew that Moses would do the right job. Mm. And, yep. uh, yeah. And he didn't just give up on him because of his sin no. or because of his, yeah. 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 And he uses broken people to. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's it's just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> we can all relate to that side for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, any closing thoughts as we, uh, as we finish out today? Yeah, I just think. Talk to the Lord long and hard about what does it mean to submit to him? Yeah. And and say it daily, even until you are able to do it. You know, Lord, I want to submit to you today. And maybe you don't really want to, but you say it because you know it's the right thing. Start with saying it. Yeah. Because we know that that can help shift our the thoughts in our minds and that those thoughts can help shift our behavior. Start, you know, Lord, I want to submit to you today. Not my way, not my timing, but yours. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, If you'd like to talk to Pastor Renee or have any questions or anything, you can reach her at renee at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in this week, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Bye.